Mixing in the old bio Find your favorite fishing pole Find out where's the next honey hole Only on the top rock fishing show Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Kane Radio's Fishing and Hunting Show. I'm Tony Landry along with Ricky Watkins. Uh, good morning, Rick. Good morning, Tony. For our weekly fishing and hunting show, and welcome to Kane Radio, of course, on the FM Band 107.5 and AM 1240. And as always, the purpose of this show is keeping our listeners updated with the fishing and the hunting in the area, along with Louisiana, and stories around the USA and the world. And, Rick, uh, each Friday, uh, the reason we're here are these fine people. You're right, Tony. We've got to thank our sponsors, Alamo Hydraulics, Doyle Heating and Cooling, Coca-Cola, Quarter Tavern, and Home Run Pizza. And if uh, you'd like to give us a phone call, the number, of course, you got to dial that area code, 337. The number is 367-1240. You can also listen to us online at www.kane1240.com, anywhere in the world. Uh, we stream it. And if you have an Alexa, just say Alexa, play Kane 1240. You may also listen to Kane on any accessible Internet device. We're live here at the studios at 107 West Main Street here in downtown New Iberia, right next to Victor's Cafeteria, which is open. And, Rick, uh, freshwater, saltwater fishing, my man, as always, on Friday, was shaking. Tony, last weekend with the weather, we, uh, we decided to take a little trip to the pond. We did very well. We had to slow down. You know, it, we had that cold, the cold weather that came in. Now the, uh, the pond is a lot deeper than fishing in the lake or the basin, although in the bar pitch you do have some deep water. But uh, I haven't really got a report, you know, from the, from the lake lately. Uh, <clears throat> but we caught a few good fish. We had to slow down, Tony. We was using a, what's called a Cinco. Uh-huh. Now, this is a bait. You, you, you throw it weightless. That's how we were fishing. It, and it just stays in the front of the fish, you know, and it, it goes down slower. And we were getting bites probably, I don't know, 15 feet of water. So, okay. So, you know, it's uh, a, a, little, a little slower. That pond's 30 foot deep. Yes, though, sir. Huh? Yes, sir. And, uh, you know, it's just. You have to find that comfort zone, and you know, and, and like I said, when you catch that first fish, you just want to keep repeating what you were doing. We ended up with 32, and uh, not no big fish. I was surprised we didn't catch any real big fish, Tony, but you know, good pound, pound and a half, uh, 14 to 16 inch fish, which you want to, you have to regulate a pond, Tony. You got to get those out. You can't, you can't leave them in there. You know, it's not like an aquarium. You have to, uh, because you, the, the fish that size are a lot quicker than your seven and eight pound bass, you know. So sure. we, had a, we had a good trip, and uh, there will be uh, – I'll clean them up, put them in the freezer, and we'll fry them later on. All right. Uh, well, with that, Rick, uh, any other uh, news that uh, maybe you're talking to anybody else, uh, seeing what's working for them Well, uh, now before the before the basin came up, that was like two weeks ago, they caught a few soccer right there out of Sherrington, uh, right by the locks. Uh-huh. And then uh, like a week later, the water shot up, and uh, one of my buddies sent me a picture. He had 22 nice soccer catching them on uh, blue and white jigs. And uh, that, uh, you, as you said, that's out in Sharrington and all. Yeah, uh, right, right by the landing. Seemed like I talked to somebody. You tried fishing uh, Spanish Lake recently and uh, uh, pulled in a few nice fish, but uh, yeah. nothing exceptional, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, uh, with duck hunting getting ready to end. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but they had some success out there one afternoon. So right. uh, uh, around the area, Marshfield Landing, not me hearing anything. Uh, we'll talk about Marshfield in right. a few minutes. Coming but, up uh, in a little while, yeah. And uh, no, around the lake, Tony, and it won't be long. The uh, the old catfish uh, will be running. 
And I seen uh, that guy that pulled up that alligator on that noodle line one year, Tony. Uh-huh. They had a clip, and, and that, believe it or not, that clip made the reel. And you talk about funny. I laughed again at Well, when he seen that alligator, he started paddling, you know. Uh, and he had his son with him. Yeah, he was in the background. That's they showed, right. They showed that, yeah. Uh, you know, and I can remember. That was a few years ago. But, yeah. man, he pulled a, the head that. gator that, was at least 8 or 10 feet, Tony. Oh, if not yeah. big, I mean, yeah. the head of that gator looked That's like right. a size of a king-size pillow. Yeah, I think he was paddling before he looked, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was kind of funny, but but that's a scary predicament, not knowing if he all of a sudden just, you know, uh, go crazy. You know, gators, uh, who knows how they're going to react, somebody pulling them up on a line. Oh, yeah, well, they run the lines, you know, that time of year, Tony, to catch uh, those nice catfish, uh, channel cats, and and to pull up that gator, yeah, that was a a surprise, no doubt. Anyway, uh, looking at the river stage over at Butler Rose, too, uh, Rick, uh, boy, got up. I didn't realize he'd gotten up to 10 feet. Yeah. Earlier yeah, this week, yeah, and uh, now it's starting to fall a little bit, uh, and uh, looks like it's going to bottom out sometime around the 25th to the 27th of uh, this month. So, uh, and then it looks like it's going to pick back up, but it's at a comfortable area, not great, you know, uh, between eight and nine feet right now, <coughs> is what we're looking at, Rick. Yeah, and uh, you know the basin. Well, it, it just depends, Tony. With it, that makes any sense, the water. For it to come up like that, you have a lot of lot of rainwater. Now, how much of that water is going to be clear, and how much will be dingy or dirty? So, you know, it, it came up to ten foot, ten feet, and now they're talking about it's going to fall back down to eight feet. You know, and if you can find some good water, that, that would be a, a good productive area to fish. You know. Yeah, and uh, you know, in the meantime, uh, we've been blessed so with. Uh the calendar regarding uh, uh, the uh, basin's uh, water limits, it's been really good for a long time, too, Rick. Yeah, because sometimes uh, a couple of years back, Tony, already it was up to 17, 18 feet. That's and, right. And it bumped 20, and it stayed up for, like, months. You know, it was up into uh, the late spring before it even fell. That's yeah. right. That's right. So, uh, you know, it's, we've been blessed. And, and yeah. as you know, you've hit those areas in the basin that it's been good to you right. uh, the, the past year. So, uh, And not only that, Tony, that high water puts a big stress on, on the levee system, you know. it's. Uh, oh, yeah. And I want to say that that year they had a couple of breaches where they had to hurry and uh, – and you know, backfill the levee because it was uh, it was getting close. And uh, when that water stays that high that long, it causes a lot of a lot of problems. Yeah, it sure does. Uh, anyway, just uh, you know, I, I saw an article, and I like to look for articles, different things that's taking place in the fishing world. And uh, you know, fly fishing, uh, it, it, you know, it's it's getting really popular. Of course, when I think of fly fishing, I think of Montana. And I do too. All those yeah. areas in uh, the yeah. southern part of Canada and out in that area. Uh, to fly fish and all, but there's so many people don't realize there's fly fishing clubs all over the place, and predominantly yeah. most out of Baton Rouge and all. Right. And uh, and if you, I have a I have a pole at home. I, I can't tell you the last time. Yeah, we I have used an it. antique one, Tony. We got out of our camp when we bought it from Mr. Lewis Darby. <laughs> and uh, like I told you a couple of weeks back, I used to fish with Doctor Pecco a lot. Mm-hmm. That's all Doc would throw. I don't really? know how, yeah, Doc, I mean, you know, Doc lived in, in the subdivision by us, or we lived by Doc, should I say. That's all the man would throw. So some people, you know, and I mean, I was always amazed, Tony, he'd pull out like eight or ten feet of That's slack, right. you know, and he did, you can't throw it, to, you know, you got to. Two or three whips of the yeah. rod, and then you, then you let the bait go, you know. And Doc, right. Doc would catch fish on a fly rod. I, I, anyway, I hear you. I yeah. hear you. And the the first movie I think of in fly fishing is A River Runs Through It, yeah. you know. And then that movie. That's uh, right. Great yeah. uh, movie if you want to watch a little fly fishing with those. Yeah. Uh, and there's a good technique, too. It's, it's just like flipping, you know, with, with a bait casting reel. 
it's uh, fly fishing. You're just not going to pick it up and, and, and just make it make it happen. You know, yeah. it's uh, I, I what's the word I'm looking for? You'd have to have a lot of practice, a lot of patience. Yeah. And, uh, a lot of and practice. Doc, Doc was pretty good with that old fly a rod. A lot of practice oh, yeah. uh, yep. working a fly rod. So, uh, but, you know, they got clubs all over the place. And uh, if you want to Google and get involved, uh, and they have tournaments all over the place in yep. the state and around the south and even the country for that matter. And uh, uh, you can just Google it. Uh, come January 24th, uh, they plan stockings. Uh, adult, you know, they got the rainbows. That's where you're going to see some of those fly fishermen with yep. those right, stocking of the ponds with the rainbow uh, trout. Right. And you'll see in Lafayette. At, uh, in Youngsville, those two ponds there that are open, but you gotta make sure you got your fishing license yeah. in order to, right. folks. You know, now when you purchase a fishing license, it's due for a year. It doesn't end June 30th. It's due for one calendar year. So uh, in fact, I'm glad again. you said that. I, got, I need to check mine because I know it's getting close. Yeah, <laughs> I hear you. That's right. I hear you too. So anyway, uh, uh, with the anglers 18 and over, and if you want to go fishing in those ponds for some uh, from some rainbow trout, uh, you need to. Uh, Go ahead and make sure your license is up to date and know and uh, hit those ponds. And uh, it's a lot of fun, too, uh, Rick. Uh, yeah. Rainbow trout. I don't I guess those, the, what they pumped in there was what, between maybe a pound, pound and a half, maybe two pounds at Probably, the most. That's about right, Tony, yeah. And, those, and I, something I learned last week, they can't live in water that's over 68, 70 degrees. Yeah, you know, water's got to be pretty brisk yeah. and cool. Not too warm of water. You're didn't, right. didn't realize that. I didn't either, Tony. Because, you know, well, up north where they're, you know, a lot of rainbow trout, like I said, running water heats up a lot less than, uh, you know, water that's standing still. But that's a lot. That water's a lot cooler than, oh, than yeah. what they need, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, try bathing in it. Woo, man. <laughs> I don't yeah. know the, how yeah, ancestors uh, yeah. <laughs> would survive up in those areas. My be- Beautiful water, beautiful country. It but is. Just cold, it is. cold water. Yep. Anyway, I uh, saw recently, uh, of course, Shootman had an article in the a paper, or I think it was last week, maybe a week before. It's time to circle the dates for the Bass Cats and Legends on the Lake, uh, both at Lake Force Point, Rick. And I know you're pretty familiar yep. with these tournaments, too. And, uh, oh, yeah. I know the, you know the bass uh, fishermen are getting antsy right now because they hadn't had a tournament in, what, maybe October, November? Uh, That's about it's right. been uh, 60, 90 days since the last ones of the tournament, of course, the hog fight tournament that uh, uh, Mike Sanitary would get on, give us the results each week, right. which uh, start usually that in March. It starts about the second week of April, Tony, April? Right, after, okay. right after the time change. Well, they meet yes, maybe sir. in March, and then they go through it till September, yeah. which uh, on the Wednesday night fights, uh, hog fights. Yep. So, uh, Wednesday, right? And, you know, uh, they, they announced the date for the 17th annual Bass Cats Open, usually uh, the first big, as I mentioned, the first big tournament of the year. Uh, it holds that distinction again on February 19th out of Marshfield yep. uh, in Lake Forest uh, Point. And at stake, of course, $1,000, you know, and that's the guaranteed first place prize money with the two-man team with the heaviest five bass limit. And, uh, of course, uh, the second major tournament is the Legends on the Lake, which is hosted by the uh, Sunset Base, the Chefly Hog Hunters, uh, and its schedule will be held the following weekend, February the 25th, also at uh, Lake Force Point, uh, and the contest also has headquarters, Marshfield Landing, so it's that time of the season, yeah. you know, to get out there and check your, <clears throat> check all your gear. Oh, yeah. Good time to do that uh, before the first tournament, approximately a month away. And uh, you know as well as I do, Rick, uh, a lot of competition <laughs> out there with uh, with fishermen. Yeah. So, uh, oh yeah, this time of the year, the lake gets very, very busy. You're right. Yeah. Anyway, so the entry fee for the LBC Open, which starts 
at 6.30 a.m., $100 a boat, plus an additional $10 fee to get in the big bass tournament, yep. you know, in that regard. So the opening has been held again at uh, Lake Forest Point for the second straight year. After many years, didn't realize they were out at Cabot landing. Yeah, for many years, coastal, On the intercoastal. That's you know? right. Yep. You know, members and other bass fishermen believe uh, that site change uh, to Marshfield Boat landing would attract some smaller boats, and plus it was common for the majority of the LBC Open competitors to run back to fish like Force Point at the time. That's you know? right. That, mm-hmm. That's probably what I thought uh, came into play. You know, even though they were out at Cabot, yeah. they were still hustling back to Marshfield to fish out of there and hopefully get back in time uh, to where they're fishing all. Yeah, so, it's a pretty uh, good little run. Anyway, and uh, the 2022 uh uh, Bass Cat Open. The winners were Michael Bryan and Mike Senatera uh, left the boat landing after the coal and uh, interior Chaffalai Basin returned with the winning limit. They had 14.11 pounds worth $1,200 purse, which included uh, due to the 33 boat field. Of course, it changes some of that, too. Uh, right. Anyway, for more information on the 17th annual Bass Cat Open, you can uh, give a call to 337-281- 5018 and less than a week after of course the lbc open and many of the same guys you're gonna see at lake force point uh legends on the lake so yep. oh, uh yeah the chaffalaya hog hunters uh tournament february 25th the contest will be safe daylight uh to 3 p.m entry fee is 65 dollars uh for the members uh, of the chaffalaya hog hunters and 75 dollars which uh both includes the entry fee and the big bass pot for non-members registration begins at 5 a.m at Marshfield Landing. So Legends on the Lake, uh, last year was won by Braxton Westweber and his cousin, Austin Terrio, both of St. Martinville. And again, for more information on this year's uh, Legends on the Lake, uh, you can give uh, 337-501-3539, too. And uh, we know for that, Rick, it's it's a great tournament, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's fun to get involved in uh, for those people, too, folks. So. Yeah, there'll be a lot of, lot of folks around the lake the next uh next month oh you're right about that also just a quick announcement too here the south central fishing association which is the redfish guys that go out there and fish all the time they're going to have uh uh their annual supper is going to be february 1st at 6 p.m at the american legion building in lydia next to the fire station there will be a supper served along with uh, water and soft drinks it's uh byob and uh we were also giving out uh, prize money for last season's winners there will also be door prizes, and uh, 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 Brooks Amy also asked people, please reply to the email he sent out, and if you and a number of guests you will bring so I can make enough, he's got enough for a head count, so he can have the right uh, amount of food for you guys. So uh, yep. anyway, he hopes to see you all there and collect uh, you guys who won. So I know the ones who won, <laughs> they'll be there to collect oh, yeah. in the meantime. Uh, elsewhere, Rick, I saw, uh, again, uh, you know, flathead catfish. And, uh, you know, the catfish here, a lot of people fish. You see them even fishing in the, in the ditches and everywhere oh, yeah. else, you know. You see that. And, and I, I was pulling this up. And, and uh, you know, flathead catfish are large fish with many nicknames. They commonly refer to as mud cats, shovel heads. Uh, you know, they're a large uh, size of cat. And uh, they uh, quickly uh, can spread. And, uh and all they're, they're native to basically the Chaffalaya Mountains, the Mississippi, Missouri, Tennessee, Canada, Ohio, and uh, Flathead. Uh, you know they're carnivores. They, they they got large appetites too, and uh, in that regard. So uh, in the meantime, uh, I, I found a guy that uh, the average Flathead catfish, and I, I, this got me, weighs 123 pounds. Yeah, I, I, I just I didn't envision <clears throat> a, ca- uh, yeah. a flathead averaging that. Right. And it measures almost five feet in length 
and it's the second largest North American at catfish after the blue, and uh, who weighs an average of 143 pounds. And uh, they usually go between 15 and 45 inches. Uh, flatheads, again, uh, they got the big appetites and all. And the largest flathead ever caught uh, 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 in Louisiana weighed 95 pounds. Good and, size. Uh, that's right. Yep. And Roland LaSalle <clears throat> caught that fish in July of 07 and, uh, at Wax Lake which is not far from us. So, no, uh, it's not. And other people, people close, close enough, uh, the second largest flathead in the state weighed 66 pounds, uh, caught 98 by Harley Rakes, and the big fish was caught on the Red River. That was uh, a record for almost 20 years. The largest flathead ever caught in the world, you ready? Uh, sit back and uh, 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 <laughs> just unbelievable, 646 pounds. That's a big one. Over in Thailand, yeah. uh, Mekong Delta up in that area. But uh, – uh, they, you can imagine, and they say that reportedly they got some of them that weigh more than that, just haven't been caught on a flathead. Of course, common in Louisiana, there's no shortage of fish, and uh, oh no, including the striped bass, larger mouth bass, uh, small mouth, uh, just a lot of fish, a lot of opportunities here in the state of Louisiana. And you know as well as I do, Rick, uh, uh, Toledo Bend's brought in a lot of big bass over the years. Oh yeah, yep, it sure has. Anyway, in the meantime, uh, we'll have a little hunting news and good and bad hunting news for that matter, plus uh, some of the lottery for the turkey hunts at White Lake and fishing lottery. So uh, let's go ahead and take our first break. You'll listen to Kane Radio's Fishing and Hunting Show here, here and uh, we'll be back with more right after this. Locally owned and operated, Alamo Hydraulic serves the oil business on the national scene. Specializing in welding, grinding, and hard chrome plating, Alamo also does fabrication work on cylinders, valves, pumps, and motors of all brands. Located at 2712 West Admiral Doyle Drive, you can call Chris Williamson at 303-3799. That's Alamo Hydraulics, a proud sponsor of the Cane Fishing and Hunting Show. A new carrier heating and air conditioning system from Dahl's Heating and Cooling can save you money every month. Thanks to the newest line of carrier energy-efficient technology products, you can lower your utility bill. Don't forget to ask about the cool cash savings through your local carrier dealer. Turn to the carrier experts at Dahl's Heating and Cooling. Call Dan, you're my AC man today at 337-367-2511. That's 337-367-2511, license number 6286. We have a new player on the field that is ready for kickoff with a delicious ice-cold Coca-Cola. And the kick. Ice giving him a little trouble as a few cubes shake loose. He's probably going to pour it here, and he does. The glass is full. Can he go all the way? He did it! Oh, wow! And just listen to that fizz! That might have been the most refreshing thing that I've ever seen. Coca-Cola. Taste the feeling. Everyone loves pizza, and everyone loves a home run. Put them together, and you have home run pizza. And yes, right here in New Iberia, located at 3816 East Old Spanish Trail, it's New Iberia's newest takeout pizza, and delivery is available. Dough is made fresh each day, and you get an assortment of toppings. Try the Grand Slam, the Double Play, or Mr. Meaty. They're all home runs at Home Run Pizza, 256-5783. That's 256-5783. 
Quarter Tavern is the premier spot for live music. Thursday, it's Southern Jack, and Saturday, it's the 80s Experience. Remember, never cover at the Quarter Tavern. Quarter Tavern, recently named a top 10 bar in Louisiana by bestthingslouisiana.com. Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main, across from McDonald's. Best ring prices in DeBerry. Domestic beer, just $2. Imports, $3 all day, every day, other than during bands and special benefits. 19 TVs has you covered for the NFL playoffs, and no bar with more outdoor seating. Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main. The hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 107.5, AM 1240, and streaming at Kane1240.com. Welcome back to Kane Radio's Fishing and Hunting Show. Tony Glandry along with Ricky Watkins. You know, Rick, it's just about that time of the year when a lot of areas, they're shutting down uh, all the hunting yep. and all. Coming so, to uh, yep. That's right. So uh, deer and archery hunting uh, in certain areas, one, two, and four, through uh, February 15th, and uh, state deer areas 5, 6, and 9. So you guys, also the doves uh, with doves, the third splits in the north zone is going to end this weekend on the 22nd. So deer and primitive weapons uh, on the 22nd, also in state deer area 2. Deer and modern firearms through the 22nd in one in four areas, and that's with or without dogs. Elsewhere, the deer and primitive weapons uh, will go to the 31st in deer uh, state deer areas 1 and 6. In the deer primitive weapons, it's uh, 23rd to the 31st, and that's areas 5 and 9, bucks only. In the waterfowl, you know, with the ducks, the west zones through the 29th, the third split includes coots and morgansas. In the geese west zone through February 5th, that's the third split, includes blue, snow, speckled bellies, the Ross, and Canadian geese, and take of Canadian geese prohibited in portions of Cameron and Vermilion parishes. Okay. You guys got to be careful now. Yeah. So uh, in that regard, uh, elsewhere in the deer and modern firearms through the 22nd this weekend, it ends as area six with or without uh, dogs, deer areas five and nine with or without dogs, bucks only. Uh, elsewhere uh, for the ducks in the east zone uh, through the 29th, that's the second and final split, includes coots and mergansas. And then the geese in the uh, east zone uh, will be through the 29th. It's the second and final split, and that also includes blues, snows, uh, Ross, and speckle bellies. Canadian geese in the east zone through January 30th, that's the second and final split. And finally, woodcock uh, statewide through the 31st, and quail, rabbits, and squirrels through February 28th. On private lands only, snipe through the 28th uh, statewide. So uh, you guys still hunt deer and ducks and all, uh, be aware of those dates ending in certain areas. So you better be careful about that. So uh, we tell you again, go to the... Check the site. That's yep. right. Uh, it's pretty easy to, uh, where you hunt. Or you know where you hunt and, and fish and game. So uh, anyway, um, check those sites out to be certain where you are. Elsewhere, the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries accepting applications for the uh, wildlife management lottery turkey hunts on White Lake. Well, that's a beautiful lake out there. I don't know I've never many, been there, Tony. I don't know how many thousands yeah. of acres that lake is uh, in that regard, but uh, it's out there off of Highway 82, and uh, all lottery applications uh, available on the Louisiana Department website. Uh, a $5 administration fee along with an applicable uh, transaction fee will be charged to each applicant. Paper applications will not be accepted. I repeat, paper okay. applications yep. not accepted. You've got to go gonna, online. That's right. Okay. And uh, the general turkey hunt lottery hunts will be held on Bayou Macon, uh, Clear Creek, and D.C. Sunny Gilbert, along with Pearl River, Sabine, Tunica Hills, and uh, West Bay Wildlife Management areas this spring. Your youth lottery hunts will be held on Clear Creek and Fort Polk, Vernon, uh, 
Peace and Ridge, along with Pearl River, Palm de Terre, Spring Bayou, Tunica Hills, and West Bay. So application for a lottery drawing for fishing access. You know, the White Lake, of course, you got to remember, it's, they give out a total of 100 fishing access permits will be issued following the lottery drawing. Winning applicants will be notified about their opportunity to, to purchase a permit for $40. And boats, remember, folks, on that lake, boats limited to the use of mortars, motors rather with 40 horsepower or less okay so uh, if you got one of those 75 horsepower drill boats and you want to get on that lake you better no, you got to come down yeah. that's right so uh, again you need to go to the uh website of louisiana wildlife and fisheries uh for the uh, government page white uh, lake lotteries and uh you can get that in there they'll have phone numbers and information who you need to contact with uh in that regard now for the bad news. Uh, guess what? Five additional suspected cases of CWD mm. discovered in Tinsall Parish. Not good. Yep, not good. Of course, last year we had our first incident up there in that area between Madison and Tinsall uh, parishes up there, and that's contiguous to the river. You know, those uh, eastern uh, parishes up there. Of course, I think there was another parish that came into play, Concordia, I think was the other parish, or maybe Franklin, I'm not sure, even Catahoula, they're all contiguous to each other. But anyway, five more cases of the CWD and deer have been discovered in Tinsall Parish, and uh, it's been reported uh, three does, two bucks were harvested on private, la- private land and would bring to seven the number of cases uh, found in Louisiana, all in Tinsall Parish now. And the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries. Anyway, the National Veterinary Services uh, in Ames, Iowa, recently confirmed the second case of CWD detected in Tinsall Parish. That deer, an adult buck, was harvested in December of last year, and five new presumptive uh, positives were made from samples submitted by the staff uh, from hunter and uh, harvested deer. And now the, they'll send new suspect positives for uh, confirmation so the process takes a few weeks so uh although it's not been shown to be t- contagious contagious in contagious. humans yep. that's right the center for disease control and the world health organization recommend against uh human consumption yeah. of a deer known to be infected with it right so, i think that's a good thing Tom. i agree rick uh you just you you don't know uh in that regard it also recommended that people hunting in areas known to harbor this uh, who, if you're up there in that area in Tinsall Parish, along yeah. with Madison and all those contiguous parishes, have their deer tested for the disease prior to consumption of those animals. So the first uh, positive deer from Tinsall Parish was confirmed uh, last January. Yeah. We talked about that here on this show uh, right. a, a while back. So uh, we'll see how that's all going to come through in the meantime. So uh, yeah. hopefully I get, a, get a grip on it. Yeah, Rick. And uh, over it was found over in Mississippi in 2018 uh, in uh, Isa a county, okay. uh, another Indian name yeah, uh, Indian that I have a little tough right. with. Anyway, uh, the Wildlife and Fisheries Commission of Louisiana has adopted regulations for the control of this uh, particular uh, disease, and uh, it's a neurodegenerative uh, disease of white-tailed deer and other members of the uh, family. It caused uh, prion and infectious uh, misfolded protein particle. It's 100% fatal in an affected deer, and uh, it's something you know we want to keep hold of. You know, for years. Yeah. Uh, Mississippi, Arkansas, and Texas all had issues with it. Louisiana was pretty much free about yeah, it. You were lucky. But all of a sudden, the last, uh, within the year, we've seen seven cases of it, of which five to be determined. But it's, uh, they feel pretty accurate there. So, uh, 
Elsewhere, testing is performed uh, on the brainstorm and the lymph nodes of the head. The head and five inches or more of the neck can be removed and refrigerated for the submission. The skull and plate and antlers can be removed prior to testing if desired. And they've got an office in Lafayette for you guys who yeah. come back with their want to make, check it out. Uh, the other lo local place is in Lake Charles, Hammond, Minden, Monroe. If you're up in that area and you want to get tested up there, so uh, and detailed instructions and more information on the uh, CWD. Uh, the sample drop-off locations and all. So uh, you can look it up. they got information there uh, for people. And uh, I recommend, uh, like Ricky and I both said, uh, that you, uh, if you shoot a nice-sized deer uh, uh, up in that area. You checked out. Yeah, you know, and you got a lot of people that uh, hunt up there, especially up in north Louisiana and uh, oh, up around yeah. Haynesville and those places. So uh, yeah. um, anyway, that's our advice. And uh, just check it out. And, and you know as well as I do, <laughs> a lot of hunting. Right now, still going on. Yeah. Elsewhere, uh, both the Louisiana Department of Wildlife Agents and uh, the uh, Natchitoches Parish Sheriff's Office. I don't know if you saw read this article happened uh, uh, within the week. Uh, they rescue a hunter, and the agents and uh, the Natchitoches Police uh, Sheriff's Office deputies had got a call around 3:30 uh, January 14th about a stranded hunter that was injured after he fell from his tree stand. Ooh, lucky. And agents and deputies responded immediately to the area and found the injured man. Agents and deputies then extracted the hunter from the woods and loaded him into a helicopter, mm. and he was airlifted to LSU Health uh, Shreveport Hospital with rib and back injuries. You know, Rick, we talked about this, you know, on the show previously. Make sure secure your yeah. your tree stands and all, and uh, – and, you know, if I don't know how high yours might be, but, you know, 15, 20 feet uh, in some instances, you even higher. That's yeah. right. Uh, make sure you, you know, just like you see those guys working on those telephone poles, yeah. man, they do those safety belts and everything else. So uh, right, Tony. it's uh, agents uh, will be the lead investigation the agency in this hunting accident due to the terrain up there. It took agents did two hours to extract the hunter from the woods to be awaiting helicopter. The hunter was not wearing a safety harness, no. light, 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 at the time of the accident. So, according to the hunter, he finished the hunt and was climbing down his ladder when he lost his footing and fell 12 feet to the ground, striking a limb that was lying in front of the ladder stand. He was able to call a friend. How blessed is that? He's lucky. And then was able to call. If he'd been by himself, he might still be yeah. there. Or he could be dead. Yeah. You know, we suggest that all the time, Rick, uh, to uh, hunters, man, just just practice safety and uh, uh who knows anyway the tides today of course today february the 20th uh the sun rose and southwest past vermilion bay at 702 the sunset's going to be at 535 tonight in the high and low tide chart the first low tide uh will be uh at about 15 minutes 756 okay. the next low tide at 840 the first high tide will be at 447 p.m and the next high at 1144 p.m tonight Tomorrow, Saturday, the 21st, sun's going to rise at 7.02 again. Get an extra minute, 5.36 is the uh, sunset in the high and low tide chart. The first low tide will be at 8.50 a.m. tomorrow and the next low tide at 9 p.m. The only high tide of the day tomorrow is at 5.31 p.m. All right. Sunday, the 22nd, uh, the sun's going to rise again at 7.02. Set it another gain, another minute, 5.37 in the high and low tide chart, the first high tide will be at 1.05 a.m. That's uh, Saturday night, Sunday morning. Next high tide at 8, uh, 6, excuse me, 6.10 p.m.
a.m. The first low tide will be at 944 Sunday morning and the next low tide at 942 that evening. Average water temperature in Southwest Pass, Vermilion Bay, a brisk 62 degrees. 62. Yeah, yeah. you throw a few rainbow trot in there, Rick. Oh, yeah, and it's still wild. Yeah. Anyway, uh, as always, Rick, we wouldn't be here each Friday if it wasn't for these fine You're right, people. Tony. We've got to thank our sponsors, Alamo Hydraulics, Doors Feeding and Cooling, Coca-Cola, The Quarter Tavern, and Home Run Pizza. And uh, our motto is always, Kids Rick. Kids at hunting fish, don't steal and deal.